Yes, chicas y chicos. Uh, hello and welcome, a very warm welcome to the Joy of Paddle podcast. Spreading and sharing the supreme delight of this wonderful and fast-growing game. I'm your host, Minter Dial, and this podcast is brought to you by Paddle 1969, the largest manufacturer of premium paddle courts, one court for life by Paddle 1969. Joy of Paddle is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. For more information about the network, go ahead and check out evergreenpodcast.com. So this is the inaugural season of the Joy of Paddle podcast. And to start with, we're going to do an episode once every fortnight. Episodes will drop every other Wednesday at 12 noon London time. Please let us know what you think about the show by putting up a rating and review. So for episode number four of the Joy of Paddle, our guest is Emma Kimber. Emma is a newspaper and magazine editor turned PR, turned magazine founding editor, and in this particular case, of the Bandeja, a magazine specifically targeting everyone in paddle. Like Emma, the team behind the Bandeja love playing paddle and believe that paddle can and should be played by everyone of any age or ability. It's great to watch the athleticism and skill of elite players, but nothing beats time on court with friends, family, and fellow club members. And I fully agree. Vamos! Emma Kimber, how delightful to have you on the Joy of Paddle podcast. In your own words, who's Emma? Good morning, Minta. Um, who am I? I journalist, for first and foremost. Um, something I've been doing since I was 18. Um, so I very much consider myself a journalist. Um, my career's moved around a little bit, travelled around the world as well with various um, things that I've been up to. So um, came back to the UK and discovered that Paddle had taken off and was playing. And um, it suddenly occurred to me, my friends and I were talking, um, a lovely lady called Catherine Lerard, who I play with at Malden. Um, we were talking and thinking about things we could do in Paddle because we were just really enjoying it. And um, being a journalist, being an editor, uh, came up with the idea of launching a magazine because there was no media um, for Paddle in the UK. So come from a journalism background, I've been an editor in newspapers, an editor in magazines. Um, um, my mainstay at the moment actually is PR. I've got my own PR company. Um, so the Bandeka is a sideline. So this is why anybody that's tried to get in contact with me and they've sent me an email and maybe didn't get a reply, it's because the Bandeka is a little bit of a sideline, but my hope is to turn it into my full-time job at some point, which will be fantastic. So, um, so yeah, that's it. Beautiful. Well, the bandeja, the bandeja, as we would say in Spanish, you are into how many editions, how many episodes, or how, 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 how's it going? Tell us. It's going absolutely brilliantly. Um, only two issues to point to the, the point we're at now. I'm working on issue number three. Um, we are hoping to have that out at the end of August, the beginning of September, because we're breaking a super interesting story, um, working with one of the racket manufacturers on a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant piece. Um, so that's, we're going to, the idea is that we come out at the point which they're launching their new product and it is so exciting. So, um, so yes, uh, it's three issues, but we've also got the website, which has been a huge focus 
for the last um, few months or so. Um, that's up and running. So that's the bandeka.com. Um, really active on LinkedIn, which is the B2B side of the business as well. Um, and then Instagram as well. We have quite a, a few bits on Instagram and we try and keep in touch with people there. Um, and Facebook as well. So I mean, social media, it's so time consuming, isn't it? But you have to do it. And it's great interacting with people. It feels for sure that uh, Paddle is an Instagram site. Uh, that's my my flow. My my uh, page is just swarmed by beautiful uh, Paddle highlights. So Emma, you you came back to the UK, got this idea of doing the this, this magazine, but I am guessing you got a whiff of Paddle somewhere else. What was your route into Paddle? So, well, do you know what? Funnily enough, no, it wasn't pretty much until I came back to the UK. So I'd been um, in Dubai for a few years and had been playing tennis over there. Anybody that knows Dubai um, will know Barasti. Um, and I played tennis generally on the roof of Barasti, which on an evening was absolutely beautiful. Um, you've got all the, the, the tower blocks around you with their twinkly lights and stuff. So that was gorgeous with a nice group of people over there. Um, and there really was no mention of paddle. We're going back um, latest 2018 and I know it was played over there but generally nobody really talked about it um, and I came back and one of my girlfriends um, had come back from Dubai and was back in Essex um, and picked it up I think at Prestead Hall and she was saying to me Emma you should try paddle it's absolutely fantastic and I was thinking what on earth is she talking about not a clue um so she kept saying play 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 and luckily enough um we moved back and very close to paddle united at malden so the opportunity was there jumped on court with um another of my friends that i encouraged catherine that i encouraged to play as well and it just went from there um loved it came from played tennis since uh 40 years, I guess. Um, not brilliant tennis, just club tennis. I've had a few successes along the way, but um, just really, really love tennis. So it seemed a natural progression to try another racket sport. Tried badminton, didn't really get enthused about it. It's a great sport, but wasn't really for me. Squash, I've toyed with as well, but again, um, nothing quite touched the sides as much as tennis. So tried paddle and absolutely loved it because I like to hit the ball quite hard and I get very excited. So to be on a paddle court where you can really whack a ball without trying to score a point, just even just warming up, you can hit hard. And if it just hits the wall, just for a couple of minutes at the start of the game, it's okay. Um, and it, you don't have to chase after it. It just stays in court. So you can get very excited. And yeah, my, my poor coach, Kai, who first introduced me to it, I think, you know, just gave me five minutes just to be daft. Um, when we first started having our lessons. Um, so yes, yeah, so that was my routine to paddle. Just really loved it. Um, met some super lovely people. It's, it, yeah, it's, and I think because everybody's learning it at the moment, people are coming in, there's so many people coming into it new that, you, you know, there's so many people at the same level. Um, it's now a good turn of it years and you can see the sport maturing. You can see people within clubs that have started out that are so much better, um, even going up, you know, grade one level within quite a short space of time. So that's been interesting as well. And I've really enjoyed seeing people progress. Um, I'm not one of them and I'm quite happy with that. And the whole, you know, my mantra is that paddle is for everybody. Um, and whether you're, you know, you're at the beginning of your journey or you're doing super well, um, it doesn't matter. It is absolutely for everybody to enjoy. Well, we agree with that. And, and the fact is that the Bandeja magazine, of course, 
is very clearly for the UK and for everybody, whether it's pros or, or beginners or amateurs like me. So Emma, I'm, I'm gonna guess what you must, some kind of strong animal, what kind of animal would you say you are in terms of the way you play to describe the Emma, the paddle player? This is a super difficult question. Um, I think I'm a range of animals, depending on what mood I'm in, what day it is. And I think um, the first five to ten minutes, um, we've got a, a puppy, Sprocker, um, and he just runs everywhere like a lunatic. So I think for the first five to ten minutes on court, given my way, I am a dog. So just a mad spaniel racing around, ears flapping everywhere, um, just having a lot of fun. Um, again, if it's a match and I need to be serious... I guess, I don't know, quite calculated. So something that's quite calculated, but I'm, I'm not, yeah, I don't know. Animals, I don't liken myself to an animal. I find this question super tough. And I was thinking about it. What would I be? Um, would I be a chimpanzee? Yes, quite possibly. Um, sometimes a bit of a cat, I think, if I'm feeling a little bit more flexible. You know, you can really bend your knees and you're really feeling, feeling it. Um, so I think depending on the day, um a range of animals there have been times actually i played at Malden and i felt like a fish because we're right on the coast and the wind was blowing and now the water was coming in as well and although it's got covers on it was sort of managing to get through so we we're just getting a little bit wet while we were playing as well so yeah it's... well fortunately it wasn't a fish out of water how about what is your favorite shot emma what's your favorite shot to play that's super easy my forehand um I, I've got a nice forehand from tennis, um, I'm sorry I understand, um, and using it in padlets. It's a tennis shot and it shouldn't be, um, you know, you run in tennis, you run into the into the shot with your arm ready to go. Um, and I'm trying to not to do that in paddle. I'm thinking about that tennis ball that's sitting underneath my um, my, my sort of my arm to keep my arm close to my side. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd, a nice forehand, I very much enjoy hitting that. That sounds like something Kai is telling you to keep the tennis ball underneath so your, your elbows stay close to your side. Is that correct? Yes, keep your arms in. <laughs> yeah, very good. Very good advice. And what about a shot that you'd like to improve? This is a difficult one, and I think it's going to take me a while to master it. But you see the pros playing a really, really strong backhand. Um, I think we were discussing this earlier. I think you, you suggested it might just be a block, um, but it's a very strong shot. There's, you're not putting a lot of power into it. You're using the power that's coming from the ball. So you are just blocking it and sending it back um, so that it's nice and low uh, and it doesn't bounce up at the other side. And when it's played, when you watch them play it and they make it look so easy, and I try and do it with my arms and it's just a tough shot for me personally anyway. Yeah, so you're talking about the shot like comes off what we call the bajada, where basically ball lob bounces off the back wall, it sticks high, and then they're powering at you who have now run up to the net to take over the net. And then you're just trying to block that shot as fast as it comes, get it back over the net, and hopefully with that right length so it doesn't come running back off the back wall again at you. I know it's getting the length is so important and that's again something that Kai was really keen on, on teaching that you have to you know make sure that and coming you know a tennis court is obviously huge so that's not a problem but it just it can be difficult in paddle to to get the length without hitting the wall um, so it's a very fine line I find to getting it 
to getting it right. But yeah, when you watch them play that shot, and also on the forehand as well, they play it really high up. It's almost a bandeka. I don't pronounce the bandeka correctly, and I'm sort of doing it on purpose. And I'd like to do a little series on, on how you say it, but I'd, I want it to be accessible to people. So to everybody that doesn't have a great command of Spanish, um, I think we just, I'm going to keep it simple. Um, so yeah, so the, 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 I love that shot as well. I think it's a beautiful shot. Well, and the reason why I, I add the J in it and how the Spanish pronounce it, it's going to be easier to find it when you type it in because with a J, not a K. That yeah. was my, that was why I, I say that. And um, so you watch, I can gather, a fair amount of pro uh, paddle, world paddle tour, I'm guessing, and the FIP. Who's your favorite player? Um, that's a really difficult question um, because they all have their strengths and they're all they're all different to watch, aren't they? But I think, do you know what, just to bring it home, um, I'd say Tia, Tia Norton, um, because I think she's amazing on court, absolutely brilliant on court. And she's a fantastic advocate for the game. She's um, I mean, she's always been very, very, very keen to deal with us, to speak to, to the Bandeka um, and to be helpful and to be open um, at the FIP rise last year in London she was really happy to sign a tennis ball I'd, I'd, I'd got um, one of my kids with me um, and he's learning to play paddle and she very kindly signed a ball as did Carla Fitte um, and the Dutch guys that won as well so um, I think Tia's got so much going for her and I think her future is immensely bright particularly after the PPL win um, she's with, a, with the Las Vegas the smash Oh, how cool was that? It was immense to watch. Absolutely fantastic. Um, but yeah, I think she's got the paddle world at her feet. Um, and it will be interesting to see where she goes from here. So yeah, I'd say Tia because I think she's a great player and she's an amazing advocate and ambassador. And I've had the privilege and pleasure to play alongside her and against her. So I, I know I know her game. I know how good she is. Um, mm -hmm. Lovely. So well, this is the joy of paddle. And one of the things we want to do is spread the joy. How about a funny, the funniest moment you can think of uh, for you about paddle? Oh, gosh, this is really difficult because I spend so much of my time on court just having a really fun time. Um, so I've been racking my brains and it sounds really boring, doesn't it? Because I don't have a standout moment. And I think, oh, gosh, that was really cool. But I think to go back to the early days of first learning um, and being on court it was sunny that was before Molden put the covers over the top so it felt very open and it was great weather the music was playing and it was just beautiful um and then I'd start playing and Kai'd be coaching me and I'd just be racking the balls all over and he'd be like no Emma, we, we, you don't do it like this and I'd be like just Kai give me 10 minutes just give me 10 minutes just to get this the, the, the excitement out of just stepping on court um and it's I, sorry that's a feeble and a bit of a lame answer but um I I mean I love my, my friend Catherine Lerard I, I love playing with her and we've we've had a huge number of giggles on court but they're sort of um I guess girl related, I guess, you know, we're sort of laughing about our aches and pains and um, a silly shot that we've played and we could have done that better. And then we're both going to each other. No, you're playing beautifully. It's brilliant. You're really great. You're fantastic. And all stuff like that. So, yeah, it's just the joy of paddle completely and utterly sums it up because it's such a spirit lifter. Um, but I do apologize to find one moment that stand out funny. I'm really it's just all great. Don't don't stress or sweat it. I love the way you 
spoke about it, it gave me the little sort of rush in my brain, just listening to you talk about it with such alacrity and such joy. So that's beautiful, Emma. Um, what about, uh, I, I, I think of sports as such a great way to broker life, think about life. Paddle tennis is a particular sport. What, do you, what sort of life lesson has your interaction with paddle brought you? I think the biggest thing is you just have to keep trying. Um, nothing comes easily, um, and I know there are there are there are people that pick up a racket and they're just immense. They're just great at it straight off, and they're just very lucky and very very talented sports people. But I think for the majority of us, we just have to work very very hard at it. And it's the same with everything, isn't it? If you want to be good, you just have to keep practicing and practicing. And practicing so it sort of goes back almost to the stuff that you're taught when you're little and it's just you know keep doing it because you will get there and I was I was talking about my little man who I took to fit rise um, and we were talking about he's been taught that it's not practice makes perfect it's practice makes progress um, and I think that is it's so um, relevant to paddle because we're all coming to it new and we're bringing various skills, lots of people are bringing different skills from different racket sports, and they're all slightly different. Some of them fit, some of them don't. So you've just got to keep practicing and you've got to keep at it and you will get there. You will make progress, but there'll be times where it's the age old thing, isn't it? You, you make progress, you hit a plateau, maybe go backwards a little bit. And then you start moving up and then your your plateau is a little bit higher the next time. So I think that would be my major life lesson. Um, and just talk to people as well. Um, I, I'm fairly shy, so I do struggle. Um, sometimes I have to steal myself to go and talk to people. Um, but I was at Rocket Paddle a couple of months ago for their opening. It's a beautiful. Have you been? No. But you I should will. go. It's just it's amazing it's a beautiful beautiful location um and it just would be quite easy just to sit and watch people playing but i have to sort of steal myself to go and talk to people and i, I was I, I got speaking to a number of people there that had super interesting stories to tell um that were opening paddle facilities it was a, a an amazing influence there that i got speaking with um so it's it's reminded me that i've just got to be brave as well Nice. We, we, we do talk about being brave on the paddle court as well, when you've got to go for the shot, even though there's a risk, you might miss it. So a lovely set of lessons learned. Practice makes progress. Uh, be brave. Go out and talk with people. The funny thing, of course, first of all, A, you've been talking great on this podcast. So brava for that. And paddle is a game where one does permit to talk on court while playing, you know, as opposed to sort of the shh. On a, on a golf course. And you mentioned your, your experience with music. There is a whole vein of, of games which are allowing much more uh, a, a fun experience, a, a musical, a louder experience than the shh, watch <laughs> and stay silent. Hey, Emma, great stuff. What about last words on the, what is the future of paddle in the UK according to Emma Kimber? I think it's hugely bright. Um, it's it's super exciting because it it, it has such a, a low entry point, and I think I get a little bit frustrated when people say it's easy to play, and I think that does a, a disservice to all the thousands of people that are playing it because it's not easy to play um, for people that aren't necessarily naturally 
um, I would say gifted, I don't mean gifted, but that aren't naturally given to wanting to pick up a racket. Um, to get them onto court with a paddle racket can be a little bit difficult, but there's something so childlike about it. Just hitting a ball is really joyful. Um, and so therefore I think if it, we can, as long as it doesn't go elitist, and I, I hope it doesn't, and people can pay to play and just turn up to pay to play, and there's very much an open vibe to um, paddle facilities, and we need more paddle facilities, but they are coming. I mean, the growth has been huge. A year ago, I could have, I was talking to somebody about this because people keep saying, how many paddle courts by the end of the year? At the moment, I couldn't tell you. Um, the number 400 is being banded about. I need to do a tally for that. When we come out in the next mag, um, we're going to round it up, hopefully. Um, but I could have spoken maybe to half a dozen people or so last year and found, you know, it had a fairly reasonable idea of where we were going, how many courts we got, what's opening, um, what the timescales were now. I would have to, I don't know how many people I need to talk to now to get an idea of that because it's just exploded. There are new operators coming in. Um, we've got a whole really interesting raft of quite young people opening up paddle facilities as well, which is really interesting. Um, so it's super bright, really bright. And I hope that it gets pushed all the way down to people that have got no clue about it so that at least everybody has the opportunities at least maybe wants to step on court and see if they like it because I think any kind of sport is so so positive it's great for your mental health it's great for your physical health it's great for meeting people for making friends um, for forming relationships everything sport has the answer for so much of the stuff that we have to contend with and if paddle can can be part of that answer then that is amazing well, uh, I fully support everything you said. When when one says paddle is easier or is easy, I think it's generally that it's easier than other sports like a tennis or a badminton, where the, the, the paddle is right in your hand, the ball is big, the net is near, as opposed to a tennis racket where it's two meters away when you're striking the ball. And that, that hand-eye is so much more difficult. And if if the history of paddle has anything to do with it, it's bound to stay a rather accessible sport. Certainly if you look at how it was played everywhere on every street corner in Argentina as it grew up. And now it's prevalent in so many different clubs, not just she-she, sort of all white type of clubs in Spain, Italy, and, and elsewhere. So may the future be bright. Emma, thank you so much for coming on The Joy of Paddle. Uh, remind us how we can find out more about the Bandeca. Okay, I also want to say thank you to you, Minta, um, because you have been an amazing support to me through my journey setting up the Bandeka and getting it off the ground. So thank you for that. I very much appreciated it. Um, yes, we have a website. It's www.thebandeka, so B-A-N-D-E-J-A.com. Um, and the magazines are on there also. There's another issue coming out. There's a subscribe button at the top of the page so you can share your details and then you'll get um, notified when the mag is out. But we also run great competitions. We've got loads of paddle news, um, coaching tips from with Mary Andrini from Hello Paddle, which is fantastic. So yeah, the website's got lots on it. Um, it's really well populated. Um, we keep it up to date with stuff. So have a look. Yeah, dive in and just dig around. I encourage so. Emma, many thanks. Vamos! <laughs> Thank you. So I hope you've enjoyed this Joy of Paddle episode. Please don't forget to subscribe to be the first in queue for the next episode.
And if you like what you hear, please do share around with other paddle aficionados. This is a sport that deserves to be played by absolutely everyone. And if you've got a story that you'd like to share, please send me an email or, a, better yet, a voice note at nmintadial at gmail.com. With that, thanks for listening. And see you on the next episode of the Joy of Paddle podcast. Vamos! Pit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Ride on!